God bless, ladies and gentlemen. God bless, ladies and gentlemen. This is your brother Jesse Jarab, still with you for today, and this is your show, Christian Thoughts. Interesting and inspiring topics on being a Christian, but still being human. It is now 12:01 p.m., ladies and gentlemen. We are live today, July 21st, 2018, and today we're going to be talking about a deep topic. You want to be talking about a deep topic, and in a way, you can say this is a continuance of what we talked about of a week or two ago. Excuse me, on God's existence. We talked about His mercy last week, but today we'll be talking specifically on God's patience. Now you're probably thinking, Jared, wouldn't that be the same concept? Wouldn't that be the same thing? God's patience and God's mercy. Well, yes and no. But we'll talk about why today. We talked a while back on why we should have patience, but today we're going to be talking about God's patience. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have some help with our brother and good friend, brother James. Who should be calling any second now? Uh, he is going to help us with today's topic on God's patience. As a matter of fact, he is the one that brought up today's topic uh, for today, and so we give him thanks and we praise God for that at the same time. Um, a very interesting, very deep topic, ladies and gentlemen. So. Keep it here. Keep it tuned. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen, while we get everything settled. While we get everything settled here, stay tuned. Again, if you are just joining us, you are listening to Christian thoughts, interesting and inspiring topics on being a Christian but still being human. And today we're talking about God's patience. Last week we talked about God's mercy. But today we'll be talking about God's patience. Now, there is a difference, yes, there is a difference, but um, we'll get into that more later. So stay tuned for God's patience. We're hoping that he's not super late today. We're hoping our brother James, who we are waiting for right now, will call soon. For today, we're talking about God's patience. A very deep and interesting topic for today. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen, for that. Alright, and we're back, ladies and gentlemen, with God's patience and your brother Jesse Jarrett with Christian Thoughts. And today's topic, 
God's patience. We talked about last week God's mercy. We talked about how God has unlimited mercy. Mercy that we cannot even explain. Mercy in the sense of 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 we think of it as a cliche. We think of it as 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 a cliche. Oh, God's mercy. God's full of mercy and grace. A very specific cliche. But we talked about last week how it wasn't really a cliche. We talked about last week how, ladies and gentlemen, even if it sounds cliche, for those that didn't know God, God really is full of mercy and grace. It is a pure fact. And we talked about, ladies and gentlemen, how we as Christians, should have mercy on others because God has mercy on us. We talked about how we as Christians should have mercy on one another as the body of Christ. We talked about how as the body of Christ we should have mercy on our fellow brothers in Christ or sisters in Christ if you will. But today we'll be talking about his patience. And now, as a matter of fact, brother, our brother and brother in Christ, uh, Reverend Ronnie Bass, as a matter of fact, actually spoke a little bit on that topic today. He was saying, ladies and gentlemen, how much patience God has today and every day. How much patience he has that He's not angry or upset. He's not a he's not an angry God. He's not an upset or disappointed God for stuff that we do. I'm over here talking. I almost forgot, ladies and gentlemen, to start with our commencing prayer. I'm glad I remembered. So let us start with our commencing prayer, dear God. We give you thanks because it is another wonderful, beautiful, glorious day that you have allowed us to have. It is a day that you have made, and as your word says, we will be rejoice and be glad in it. We ask that everyone who listens, may they be blessed by the word. May they learn something new about your word today, God. May they learn something new. May they uh, uh, be encouraged and inspired to come to you learning about your patience, about your mercy, about your kindness, about your will for their lives, and learning everything that they have to learn about you today. God, we ask that whoever listens, may they be blessed uh, undoubtedly. May they be blessed um, unlimitedly in every sense of the word. In Jesus' name we pray and we give you thanks, God, because it is done. Amen and amen. So, we are talking about God's patience. We are talking, and I said how Brother, how Brother uh, Reverend, I should say, Reverend Ronnie Bass was talking a little bit about it today. Um... We'll get into that. Brother James, how are you today? 
I'm well, so how are you? Pretty good. <laughs> um, I was expecting you a little bit earlier. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all right, you at least got here. <laughs> right. I just noticed what time it was and was like, oh, oh goodness, a little behind, but I'm here. Yes, but you are here, that's good. Um, you actually gave us the topic for today of God's patience, Brother James. Uh, so, I'm going to ask you, what do you have to say on the topic for today? So, today's topic, um, I guess, just want to open up our eyes a little bit more and give us a more understanding of how patient God really is. Oh, yeah. And how God is actually trying to either rebuild that patience or restore that patience that was lost or once there. And us is what you're talking about. Right. Oh, okay. Yes, sir. So... Let's see if I can clear up a little bit more. Here's here's what I'm really trying to say is that when we first started following God, we had all the patience in the world. Mm-hmm. And then what happened over time is that we've allowed people to kind of lower our guard on patience. And that's where more trouble showed up, more problems began to happen yes sir because we've let down we've let down our guard amen so before when we would pray for things we would wait mm-hmm. and what we tend to what we tend to misunderstand is that when we pray for things today we expect it to happen within the same day. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you see, that's where I came, that's where I was coming from, and even though I was kind of, you know, uh, jumpy or nervous about it. <laughs> that, that's all right. That's what I was trying to tell the audience today, that we're, when we talk about God's patience, we're not only talking about literally God's patience, we're talking about the patience that God wants us to have, the patience that God gives us, the patience that, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, we talked about our patience a while back, but we're talking today about the patience that God gives us. Now, Jada, if you're probably thinking, Jada, how is that different, the patience we talked about before and God's patience today? Well, Think about it like this. As I said, we talked about last week about God's mercy. And we talked about how we should have mercy uh, 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 as, as Christians, no less. We should have mercy on others. We should have mercy on, on not only other Christians, but other people. And I said last week, and, and I'm going I'm to reiterate I said last week, we have 
no mercy towards others who aren't Christian. It's harsh, but it's true. Unfortunately, our mercy, I don't know why, what, I, I don't know what happened that we as Christians think we're all high and mighty and we can't even uh, 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 go near or speak to somebody that isn't Christian. And we, but but what, we, what we fail to forget, or oh, excuse me, what we continuously forget and what we fail to understand is that what we're doing is exactly the opposite of what Jesus did. Our high and mighty selves trying to avoid everyone who isn't Christian, trying to avoid, and that is our problem ladies and gentlemen, we are try to avoid those that we should bring in. Those that we should convinced about God's love, about God's mercy, about the patient, about God's patience, so on and so forth, we avoid them. And we say, oh no, I can't talk to him, I can't talk to her, oh no, he's, he's different than I am. So, I can't talk to them. Can't talk about it. What happened when, when, when Jesus sat and spoke to prostitutes, when he sat and spoke to, to, to thieves, when he sat and spoke to the, 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 the bottom, the, the bottom of the barrel, if you will, of people, the people that in those days and in these days today as well, are, 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 feel like they're the worst of the worst. Mm. What happened when people saw Jesus with them? They judged Him. They attacked Him. And that is our fear today. That is why we don't have mercy today. Because our fear of Oh, what people are? What are people gonna say if I talk to them? What is my pastor gonna say? What is what is the bishop, the deacon, my wife, my husband? What is, what is my church members gonna say if they see me talking to that to that homeless person? If they see me talking to that to that prostitute over there? If they see me try to try to convince? If they see me try to preach? to that prostitute, if they see me try to preach to that homeless person, if they see me try to preach to that, uh, to that alcoholic, to that drug addict, what would they say? I might get attacked. I don't want that. Preach. Where is the Christ in our word Christian? Oh, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. I've said this before, ladies and gentlemen. Where is the Christ in our word Christian today? Because Christ, ladies and gentlemen, did the exact opposite of what we do today. He didn't avoid the prostitutes, the thieves, the drug addicts, the alcoholics, the blind. No. 
he sat down. He ate lunch. He ate dinner with them. Right. He sat down and ate with them and then spoke about why they should change their ways. Oh, oh, oh. But that's another thing. And, and I know I'm a little off topic right now, but I, somebody got to hear this. I don't know why. But that's another thing. Jesus didn't go on and attacked those kind of people. No, he embraced. Embraced. Thank you. He didn't go on and say, you're going straight to hell. If you don't change, you're going straight to hell. Oh, goodness. No, because that's Christians today, honestly. We have that. That's why we have that, that, that. That's why people don't want to go go anywhere near a Christian church today. Because automatically, judgment. What they wear, what they look like, how they how they dress, and how they, and, and here's the thing: how they dress and how they feel emotionally and spiritually and physically are two different things. Instead of seeing what God sees in them, we're seeing the outside of them and we don't want to even go near them. Ah, so basically what you're saying, Brother Jesse, if I can help you out a little bit. Go ahead. It, 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 it sounds like you're, you're angling towards the point of judging the book by its cover. Exactly. Instead, okay. of, instead of seeing, let, let's put... Uh, let's let's use that 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 metaphor, judging a book by its cover. Let's use that, and we'll go uh, even deeper by saying, instead of looking at the contents inside the book, hello. Uh, come on now. Instead of reading what's inside the book, instead of looking at the contents at the at the at the the words inside, we are judging. The cover on the front. Uh, so basically, we're reading the title and we're flipping it over and just reading the back cover. Amen. And we sum it up and make our own prediction of this person or this group of people or this church or Amen. Exactly. This Christian out this Christian outreach group or or whatever whatever is being judged or or attacked. Amen. Exactly. And I just want to jump back to um, a comment you just made a few seconds ago about where where's the Christ in, in the word Christian. Amen. I can I don't know if this if this makes any sense, but somebody needs to hear this. But you look at Christ, and here's here's what people don't don't think about. The word Christ is constantly hiding right in shadows today. Mm -hmm. hmm. So that's that's C H R I S T. So for the, for those that missed it, the word Christ from the from the entire word Christian is constantly hiding right in shadows today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, th th think about that for 
for a little bit. Did Christ leave? No. But we get around a certain group of people or we get we get so far off track that we don't want to follow it anymore. And we now put God in the shadows. Mm-hmm. We, we put Christ behind us because we've now gotten this level ego and we let the ego of that certain level or certain position on the ladder uh, come on. We let other people dictate how to follow God yeah. rather than following God the first day that we met him. Oh, Amen. Somebody. Amen. That's right. What you have to understand is that a group of people don't dictate where you go. Your faith and your attitude dictates where you go. Mm-hmm. God dictates where you go. Exactly. So, if you're if you're spiritually in tune with God and you're thinking forward, then God's going to help you move forward. That's right. You better say that again. <laughs> you better say that again. You better tell somebody. I, I definitely will. So if you're spiritually in tune with God, and pay attention, because I don't know if anybody, I don't know if you missed this, but pay attention, ladies and gentlemen, because if you're spiritually in tune with God, and you're thinking forward with God, then God is going to turn around and help you move forward with Him. Amen. That's right. Actually, somebody said that today. I was listening to another message today, and they said, when you follow God, when you follow what God wants you to do, when you listen to the voice of God, God is going to help you either way. People can say what they want. Exactly. People can say what they want. Mm-hmm. And this is go this goes for me right now because yeah. People can say what they want about you. People can think what they want about you, but when God has your back, when you are doing something and God has your back because you're doing what God has asked you to do, let them speak because God's gonna show you His glory. I saw Antonio. God's gonna show you His glory the the very moment that you start listening. Amen. God's gonna show you His glory in front, in public. I saw Antonio. What is what what what? What does the Bible say? Seek him. Seek my face. This is God speaking and I'm paraphrasing. Seek my face in private. Seek me in private and I will show you my glory in public. In other words, what we do for God, what we do Listening to God, what we do, when God says, go speak to that prostitute, you better go on and speak to that prostitute. Right, no matter what anybody says. No matter what anybody says. Because in the long run, if you think about it, people, no matter who they are, they still have a voice. Amen. They still exist. 
Amen. And the one thing that they want besides existence is for somebody to talk to them. That's right. Doesn't have to be a whole conversation. Doesn't have to be a life story. It could just be a few words. It could be a couple of seconds. But just know that those few seconds that you spend with that prostitute or that 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 person behind the dumpster. That's right. That gives them something to think about, like, hmm, you were getting ready to walk past me, but yet you stopped. That's right. You were gonna just keep going and look like I didn't even exist, but you didn't. Oh, Jesus. See, you see, this is God. This is straight up God speaking right now. Because, ladies and gentlemen, we had something totally different planned to talk about today, and God is just God says, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you can't. You got to go somewhere else." Yeah, yeah, you, you, you have to. But that's the, that's the thing. People don't want to go off their topic. That's right. If you honestly and truly think about it. They, they, you'll hear them slightly go off topic and then they'll pull back and like, no, 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 I gotta, I gotta stay on track here. I gotta, yeah. and you're just like, no, you need to go off track. You sometimes need to get your tires dirty. You need to get your feet in the mud. That's right. You, you need to walk through something deep in order to pull out anybody that's stuck. Oh, come on, somebody. Going back, going back to what you just said a few seconds ago, Brother James, uh, uh, it just, it could be a few a few sentences, a few words that you have to, that, that you could say to somebody to change their entire life. Something as simple, ladies and gentlemen, as a God bless you or a God loves you can change a person's life forever. Right. Something Absolutely and, and, right. and it 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 sounds so it sounds too simple. It sounds like, no, that can't be true, but it is. You go up to somebody that never speaks or doesn't allow, uh, that the other people don't allow you to speak just because of their standards, quote-unquote. Their standards or what they think is right and wrong or what they think that, that, that they should do but when God says go tell that prostitute that God loves you something as simple as that right something as simple as that and, 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 and brother James just said it just because you got up to them just because you went up to them and said God loves you or just because you spoke to them about something they've never heard before, just because you had the audacity to speak to them, can change their life forever. Because right. they'll probably tell you, you, you go up to them and say, God loves you, and they'll sometimes break down and cry because they'll be like, oh my gosh. I was about to do something horrible. I might have. I was about to go and kill myself. I was about to do this. I was about to do that. But you stopped me with those mere words. Yeah. I thought nobody loved me. They might say. I thought nobody cared about me. I thought nobody would talk to me, unless it was about this, that, or the other. Yeah. It's 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 sad and true, but it's also reality. That's right. 
It's it's reality. And here's a word that we we don't even want to hear anymore. Mm. Besides patience is humility. That's right. Humility. Jesus wasn't embarrassed when they when they took him to the cross. Mm-hmm. The one thing he said was, "Forgive them, for they know not what they do." That's right. <laughs> that right there just shows he had humility. Oh yeah. That <laughs> lets us know that even the Son of God Himself is like, you know what? It happens. This is the way it's supposed to be. Jesus, you are good. Forgive them, for they know not what they do. But I know this is part of a plan somewhere else along the line. That's right. And if this is my purpose, then so be it. Amen. If this is where I'm supposed to be at this time, so be it. That's right. If this is what you've shown me to do, then I'm going to do it. Because in the long term, I still want to stay covered by the heavenly blessings. Oh, hello, somebody. That's another thing. We tend to skip out of the blessings because we think God's not paying attention to us anymore. Because the spotlight has now moved on to something else besides us. Uh, uh. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to, I'm trying not to dig too deep, too deep, brother Jesse. But it, it's, it, it's got to happen. Go where the Lord leads you, brother. <laughs> it, it's got to happen. But the spotlight does not stay on you. It does not. It, it's not a Broadway musical. It's not supposed to be you center stage and no one else. That's right. It's not a solo show. <laughs> right. It, it, it's not a solo show. That's right. It's, it's, it, it's not a solo show. And if, if, if we're going to be really straightforward with it, it never really was a solo show. Amen. Turned it into a solo show because you wanted your own tour, because you got tired of sitting on the sideline, and now you want to be the main character. Hello, somebody. That's right. Sometimes the best position to be is on the sideline because guess what? When you're on the side, you get the side blessings. Uh, hello. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> hello. And then the main haters are wondering why the sideliners are so blessed and shiny because the blessings that you brushed off to the side, yeah, I was catching them. Thank you. That's right. <laughs> that that grace you didn't want on Tuesday when you were late to work, thank you. That helped me out with something I needed. That 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 goes back to humility. That goes back to what you just said about humility. When you humble yourself, that that's that's God's favorite word right there. Oh yeah. That is God's favorite person to work with because you, when you when you are humble, ladies and gentlemen. God can work with you. When you are high and mighty, when you think you're big and bad, and uh, as we say in Spanish, la última Coca-Cola del desierto. All that in the bag of chips? Yeah, exactly. There we go. <laughs> Let, let's, let's just say that in English. All that in a bag of chips. <laughs> what I just said in Spanish was the, 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 the only Coca-Cola in the desert. No, dude. Oh, God. They <laughs> <laughs> uh, just think you're a bag of hot stuff and whatnot. Exactly. When you are all big and bad, God can't work with somebody like that. 
No, that's actually the one that God makes an example out of. That's right. God says, okay, you think you're big and bad? I now have to break you down so you can just see you're not really all that. Uh-huh. And then some. It's the then, humble. Then, right. And then people wonder, oh, oh, why am I sick? Why does my chest hurt? Why is nothing working out for me? Why is nothing winding up? Why is nothing going the right way? Uh, yeah, it's because you thought you were so far up there. And God kind of knocked you back down. It was like, <laughs> yeah, you thought you were up there. No, you got to start from the bottom. That's right. When you are yeah. humble, it's the humble people. It's the ones who are humble, the ones who can, the ones who say, use me. I'll do it. Show me, guide me, and I will go. I will go where you want me to go. Not the people that can. Not the people that say, "Oh, I'll I'll go where I want to. I'll go where I think I'm needed." No. <laughs> it's the people. Look at the Bible, ladies and gentlemen. The Bible is full of stories of people who were humble. Amen. David wasn't king because he was all big and bad, ladies and gentlemen. Think about where David came from. The kid, because <laughs> he was a kid. The right, kid, was. the kid was a a a a sheep herder, a pastor of sheep, a a boy, nothing but a boy. Humble. His brothers, ladies and gentlemen, who God could have picked if he wanted to, but God saw the humble of the few. The humble one of the family. God saw the one that said, guide me. God saw the one that said, God has all the glory, I have none. God used the smallest of the bunch. Think about this. That's right, because he was the smallest of the bunch. Exactly. That's right. You know where that turned, you know where that turned, it, it's a David and Goliath moment comes from? It comes from the Bible. Because literally, David was the smallest of the bunch, fighting the tallest and biggest person that Israel, the Israelites have ever seen. Right. Bible says he, he was how, how big? Nine feet, ten feet tall. Yeah. That, that's a tall guy by himself. Yeah, that's, that's tall. That, yeah. And he was fighting a, let's, let's give David about five, five, maybe five, four. Right. Not even. He was the smallest, so let's give him five one. Think about that. David didn't become king because he was all high and mighty. David became king because he was humble. Yeah. As a matter of fact, he didn't even think he could be king. He said to himself, he was like, Who am I to rule anybody? Who am I to rule anyone? Who am I to rule any kingdom, any place? 
let alone the people of God. Who am I to rule over the people and city of God? I am nothing more than a, than a sheep herder, than a pastor of sheep. Nothing more than a boy that just tends to sheep his whole life. God doesn't use the high and mighty, ladies and gentlemen. God used the humble. What Brother James just said about Jesus. He was humble. He could have said, God smite him right now, right in front of me, and then take me off of this cross. That'll show him. He could have said, God, show him your true power and take me off this, uh, uh, Father, take me off this cross right now, for I can show them who I really am. As a matter of fact, he, couldn't, he didn't even have to ask his father to take him off the cross. Him being God in a human costume, as I say. Him being God incarnated, he could have just got off the cross himself. But his, his, his humility, ladies and gentlemen, his humility, his, his humbleness, the fact that he knew that it was his, for his Father's glory, the fact that he knew that, ladies and gentlemen, it was for a plan, that's what kept him on the cross. Right. He could have said, okay, here I go, I'm going to show these punks what I really am. I'm going to show these nobodies who I really am. Right, but he, he, had a, he had a totally different approach. That's right. Rather than showing you what I can do, I'm going to let you know that I'm just like you. That's right. That's right. You cut me, I bleed just like you. That's right. We're not different. We're exactly the same. And, and, and it's funny because... We call ourselves Christian, and it, and it goes back to my original point. Where is the Christ in the word Christian today? We call ourselves Christian, and yet we don't want to do what Christ did. We call ourselves Christians, or Christians, as I like to call, say it sometimes. We call ourselves Christians, followers of Jesus Christ, followers of the footsteps of the one and only Jesus Christ. But what yet we think we're so high and mighty we don't want to talk to the prostitute on the, that's on the end of that street over there. Right. We're so high and mighty we don't want to talk to that homeless guy who we know is an alcoholic and all he has to do to not be homeless is start wasting money on alcohol. And not, not only that, we've also, we also become title-based. Oh, yeah. So we figure if you're not, if you don't have a certain title, then there's no point in talking to you. If you're not, that's right. if, you're, if you're not at a, at a certain point in your career, then there's, there's, there's no communication between us. That's right. So. That's even got to the church. That's the sad part. What's that? That's even got to the church. That's it the it has. Part. And that's the one place we would think that titles 
wouldn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And yet it's the one place where they all start. Oh, yeah. The one place where they all start is in, is in the church. Think about uh, it. The, the, the church, the church nowadays has now become, and this may sound harsh, but it has now become corruption headquarters. Oh, yeah. No longer Christian headquarters. It's now corrupt headquarters. Unfortunately. But the, un- unfortunately, it's, it's harsh, but it, <laughs> it tends to happen. <laughs> it, it tends to happen, but there's, there, there's, there's one thing that, there's one thing that does shine a little light of hope, though, Brother Jesse. It's those, it's those strong two or three that are still with that same church from day one, and they're just like, I'm going to go strong no matter what. People come and people go, but this church is staying right here. That's true. I refuse to let the enemy conquer another church. Amen. So rather than dividing and separating, I'm going to start a small unit of people that still want the church to stay as it was. Mm, all right, that's all right. So does does that take patience? Yes. Oh yeah. Does that does that take humility? A lot of it. Are there going to be some days you don't want to be humble anymore? Uh, of course you are. <laughs> it's funny because all of this. <laughs> can go into the topic of patience. We yeah. thought we were way off topic, but when, when you really think about it, all of this can go to today's topic of patience. Because we're talking about the fact that Jesus had the patience. He had the humility to talk to those who were the least favorite people. The Bible says, from the worst and the most shameful. In Spanish it says, de lo vil y menospreciado. The people that were denied, the people that were, that were, uh, what is this? What's, what's this word I'm looking for? The people that were hated the most. The people who are the most hated, the people who are the most, who are the least of their community, of their, of their area, of their family, that's the people who God uses. Again, it's not about being high and mighty. Be high and mighty all you want, that's on you. But when you sit and wonder why Jerry is going around the world preaching the gospel and being used by God and yet you're still sitting on the Pope or on the pew wondering why am I still sitting on the pew when Jerry's going around the world keep going keep being high and mighty and see what happens you'll be in that pew for quite a while Brother James, you still with us?
And really, it goes back to what Brother James said about a few minutes ago, about being title-based. We don't want to do anything now because we're all, we all need a title these days. We all need a title. And if you don't have a title, don't talk to me. If you don't have a title, don't talk to me. Don't preach to me. Don't, don't, don't come up to me. It's all title-based now, and, and that's, that's sad to say. If you're not a deacon, if you're not a bishop, if you're not a pastor, you know, you can't preach because you're not a deacon. You can't preach because you're not a pastor. Uh, where in the Bible does it say that? Brother James, where in the Bible does it say if you're not a pastor, you can't preach? Brother James, you with us? Where in the Bible, ladies and gentlemen, does it say, if you're not a pastor, you can't preach. If you're not a bishop, you can't preach. If you're not a deacon, you can't preach. If you're not an apostle, you can't preach. Where does it say that? Where in the Bible, and the whole King James Version, or New Living Translation, or New International Version, or whatever kind of version you read the Bible, where? Find me where it says, if you're, not a pre if you're not a pastor, you can't preach the Word of God. And I'll stop preaching myself right now. Because I'm neither of those things. I'm not a deacon, I'm not a bishop, I'm not a pastor, I'm not an apostle. Neither of those things, but I'm, but because God has called me to preach, God has called me to preach on the station, God has called me to preach on Facebook, God has called me to preach on wherever you're listening to me right now, wherever you are listening to me right now, Brother James, you with us? Seems like Brother James is having technical issues with his phone. We'll try to keep trying. Keep trying, Brother James. But the, this is my point, ladies and gentlemen. The church today has gotten so used to, to type, gotten so used to titles that nobody wants to preach anymore. Nobody who's not a deacon, a bishop, or a usher, a pastor, an apostle. Nobody wants to preach anymore if they don't have that title. Let the pastor do it. We gotta pray for the sick. Let the pastor do it. We want we want the pastor to do everything these days. Then we wonder why we don't get blessed. Then we wonder why we're still sitting on the pew. Then we wonder why we're still in the same position as we were before. As we were a year ago, three years ago, four years ago. Still sitting on the pew, waiting. God has called us to do something even bigger. God has called us to be around the world, preaching His Word, preaching the Gospel. It doesn't say apostles preach the gospel. It doesn't say 
pastors only preach the gospel. It doesn't say bishops only preach the gospel. It says, I want all of you, and I'm paraphrasing, everyone, everyone who calls themselves Christian should preach the gospel, preach about God. Because we're waiting on the pastor to do it, we wonder why there's so much evil in this world. Because we wait on the pastor. Because we wait on the bishop. Because we wait on the deacon. Because we wait on the usher. Or, because we think so, we're so high and mighty, we don't have the patience. We don't have God's patience. We don't have the patience anymore to do anything. You still with us, Brother James? We don't have the patience or the wanting to do anything anymore. We want the pastor to do it. Let the pastor do everything. And yet, we wonder why there's so much evil in this world. We wonder why there's so much evil when we're sitting on the pew waiting for the pastor to do everything. Pastor can't fight, excuse me, by himself. He is a human too. We forget that. We forget that the pastor is also human. The pastor has his own issues to deal with. Just like all of us. We forget, ladies and gentlemen, that the pastor is not, you know, supernatural. He's not a super, he's not Superman. He is human himself or herself. Yeah, I said it. Said your, I said both. You, you with us, Brother James? Yeah, I don't know what to expect, so difficult. Still can't hear you clearly right now. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> But, as I was saying, the pastor, ladies and gentlemen, we forget is also human. We forget the pastor needs patience just like we do. We need, he needs, she needs, they need God's patience. They need God's patience just like we do. The patience that God gives us. The patience that God shows us. God shows us patience just by allowing us to live. God shows us mercy just by allowing us to live. And as I said, Brother and Reverend Ronnie Bass said this, and bless him wherever he is in the name of Jesus. God bless you, Brother. But Reverend Ronnie Bass said himself, he talked about how much patience God has today. He said, thank God 
thank God for his patience. Thank God for God not having so much anger towards us so easily. Thank God because we deserve God's anger. We deserve God's fury because we think we're so high and mighty. Sometimes we think we're bigger than God. We're better than God. We're more powerful than God. Sometimes we think we're, we're God's ourselves, that we can defeat God. And I'm talking in the sense of humankind. Talking about all of us humans. Our ego gets so big, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, that we forget we are human, not God. Brother, brother uh, uh, Reverend Bass said that he was, that he said, thank God, because he is capable. God, if he wanted to, he could destroy the universe and bring it back and not make humans the dominant species anymore. Can he even make another species altogether, the one that he gives his love? He can change his love from humans to another species, but he doesn't do that. We praise God because He doesn't do that. We praise God because He doesn't get angry or, or upset so easily that he, that he destroys us. We praise God because He has mercy. He has patience towards us. We praise God because He doesn't have anger towards us. I love that song that says, He's not mad at you. He's not disappointed. He wants you to come to Him as you are. Just like you are. Exactly as you are. Come to Him. Come to God. And this is where I am ending today's broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. Today's topic. God has so much patience towards us. Where's the patience that we should have towards others? Where's the mercy we should have towards others? Where's the mercy that Jesus Christ had on the, on the prostitute Mary Magdalene? Where's the mercy, ladies and gentlemen, that, that, that Jesus had on Mary Magdalene? Where is that in us Christians today? What do you say to her? He said, I do not condemn you just like they didn't. I don't either. Brother James, you with us? That's all right, Brother James. Uh, about to end the, broad, uh, the broadcast in, in about a minute, so... Thank you so much, Brother James, for your uh, input, as always. Hopefully, you can get your phone fixed by next week, and we can, you know, do that next week. We can continue the, the, the topic next week. God bless, Brother James.
So what do you say, ladies and gentlemen, in closing, to, to, to the prostitute, Mary Magdalene? He said, just like they didn't condemn you, I don't either. He said, go and sin no more. Simple as sim something as simple as that. Jesus could have said, "We, I condemn you straight to hell, just like a lot of Christians do today. No mercy. We got no mercy anymore, ladies and gentlemen. We call ourselves Christians and we don't even have the mercy of God towards those who are, who are not Christian. God has mercy on us and on everyone. But we don't want to have mercy on those that aren't Christian. We condemn them straight to hell before we even say God loves you. Before we even say God loves you and so do I, we say you're going straight to hell because of what you're doing. Oh, Jared, but it's true. If they continue in their sin, they go to hell. Yes, that's true. But that's not how you convince or bring somebody to Christ. You don't do that. You don't bring somebody to Christ by scaring them. You bring somebody to Jesus, to Christ and to God by, ladies and gentlemen, showing them His love, not scaring them. Showing them what He did for them, not scaring them. We forget that. We forget that as Christians. We forget the mercy and love that God showed us before we were Christian. And now that we are Christian, we don't want to show that same love and mercy towards others who are about or want to maybe turn Christian. We don't show that love and mercy. We don't show that patience. We must change that, ladies and gentlemen. If we are Christians, if we are followers of Christ, and this, with this I will end, if we are followers of Christ, show it. Do what He did. Show mercy towards those who aren't Christian. Show mercy, show love towards those who don't deserve it. those who definitely don't deserve it. Because none of us deserve it. None of us deserve the mercy and love of God and the patience of God. This has been Christian Thoughts, ladies and gentlemen. Your brother Jesse Jarab coming at you from North Carolina, USA. May God bless your day, your night, and the rest of your week. I encourage you to accept Jesus in your life if you haven't already. Accept Him in your heart. And it will be the best decision you've ever made. God bless.